Welcome to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am Allison Katzkowski, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to check out exactly what we're talking about. Self-care means so many things to people. It's one of the reasons I decided to start this show. And you'll hear self-care discussed from a number of different angles in this space. I am grateful to have you with me, and I hope you get a lot out of what I'm going to share with you today. Hey, everybody, it's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week to the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care on this Tuesday morning. I am your host. I appreciate you joining me, and I appreciate you tagging along with me. So today, my guest and I are going to have a really interesting conversation. My guest today is Adora Winquist. She is an author and expert in essential oils and vibrational medicine, and is the creator of a really unique platform she calls the Soul Institute. And we're going to be talking a lot about not just essential oils and aromatherapy, but energy medicine in particular. And so I'm always excited to dive into a subject like this with another professional. Adora, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, such a pleasure to be here with you today, Allison. Thank you. Absolutely. So, and you are literally right up the road from me in Asheville. So I love like talking to other North Carolinians, right? So yeah, we're neighbors. (laughs) I know, practically. So before we jump into our conversation, feel free. I know we were chatting a little bit about this before we hit record. Please introduce yourself for my audience. Tell my audience, you know, just a little bit about you and your background um, before we jump in. Sure, sure. So, gosh, um, I'm an author. I am a healer. I am a teacher. I am an entrepreneur. And I have been creating or co-creating brands, businesses, products, programs, um, content, teachings, Mm -hmm. and transmissions for over 25 years in the fields of complementary medicine, and specifically essential oils and energy, Mm -hmm. uh, healing, vibrational medicine. And, Uh you know, I I came to this work like many of us who find our passion and purpose in life, uh, by the way of my own healing journey. Um, And the parts of me that for many reasons and through my environment and upbringing and uh, Uh perspectives, belief systems in life, uh, I found that first um, herbs and then essential oils to be such a profound way to our emotionality. Uh And it really, it came from when I was 18, uh, I moved to California for the first time and had this profound experience with a local medicine man in Northern California. Uh And it just awakened so much of not only curiosity, but it was as if clear memory was um, awakened within me about these aspects of alternative mm-hmm. medicine and, and really holistic living. Yeah. I don't consider yeah, I love, them to I be love that you mentioned that because but... I I feel like in today's day and age, people need to be reminded that they have options and they can have the freedom yes. to explore possibly another route, whether it be a route for healing, whether it be a route for helping them achieve more clarity so that they can find their purpose to, you know, to your point. So I love that you're absolutely that you're really like speaking out about that because I feel like we need to keep reminding people of that. Exactly. I mean, it really is the entire continuum from the the pendulum swing from finding a basic sense of 
relief from these aspects of the natural world, whether you look at that as ancient alchemy, divine knowledge, or wisdom. Um, so providing relief to our mundane experiences of life physically, emotionally, right? Response to stress, right. mentally, right. garnering greater clarity, spiritual connection, um, all the way to the other polarity of finding your true purpose, mm-hmm. right? That that reason, that gift mm-hmm. that only you have to bring right to the world right to support the evolution of the greater good of all first by bringing healing love and awareness to yourself and your mm-hmm. own personal journey so let's just let's just break this down in very simple terms if we can um what if you can you define for me just you know a couple of simple sentences will be fine your definition of energy medicine mm, absolutely such a great question. This is one, you know, I get asked a lot of questions about energy medicine, but this one, I haven't been asked this one. So I would define that as the universal life force, right? We can call it chi or prana right. or reiki in Japan. And although it's different than reiki as a form of healing, mm-hmm. but the universal life force that flows through us from the cosmos, right? From the divine, um, divine right. unified yeah, source. Some field. people call it source energy. Exactly. Yes. It could be source mm-hmm. energy, however we term it. It's right. different for everyone, but that universal life force that flows through us and also flows through the earth. And this is really important too, because we often think of this energy is, you know, it's cosmic, it's universal, it's really out there, but it's also uh, very much connected to the earth, which is our home and the the deep um, uh, ability to heal Mm -hmm. and bring balance to the full gamut of who we are through our connection to the earth. So energy healing, energy medicine is really learning how to harness that universal life force that flows through us from the cosmic and the earthly perspective and to bring a sense of balance and understanding to the continuum of who we are. Yeah. which is our personality aspects, yeah. right? Right. Which is the our things that are triad. uniquely ours. Yeah. The things that are uniquely ours, but the yeah. things that are also universally present, right? Mm-hmm. Within all of us, which is mm-hmm. a, a masculine nature of our being, a feminine nature of our being. We all have that regardless of gender. Mm-hmm. And we all have aspects of our child consciousness mm-hmm. that have not been resolved. And so mm-hmm. all of that is living within us simultaneously. Yeah. And so when we can connect in with energy medicine, we start to realize, well, we can not only harness this aspect of universal life force, but we can sculpt it. We can mm-hmm. bring it into the places within us where we have held ourselves in darkness or separation or judgment, uh-huh. right? right? Or illness or imbalance or distortion yeah. or disease. Yeah. Because, you know, it's interesting that you're explaining it from this parameter because a lot of people, when they talk about energy mechanics or energy work or whatever, I mean, I've heard a lot of different ways to describe what you just said. But, you know, I think so many people don't realize we were not created to be in stress, right? We were not created to live mm. in distress, right? Whether it be, whether it yes. be being sick, whether it, whether it's being overstressed, whether it's overthinking, whether it's, you know, having the limiting beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. That's, 
that's not the way that we were intended to live. We were intended to live a life in joy, right? And freedom and in joy. And I feeling love that, that. Yeah. And feeling like we are, to use your word, you know, connected more to that source energy. And so when we deviate from that is when we experience these, I don't want to call them just health problems. That's kind of a general word, but we experience this discomfort. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I I got so excited when you presence joy. Yeah. Because, you know, even in the framework of conversation with your listeners, what if the true purpose of our lives was to experience joy Mm -hmm. as our natural state of beingness? Mm -hmm. And if every experience of the day, including our breath, was an intention, an invitation to bring greater joy, bring greater connection to the earth, to the energy of source, however we term it, to be in that flow state of divine connection, earthly connection, and connection to our sacred human heart. And and this really, for me, Allison, is the focus of my work, is Mm -hmm. on the nature of love and what it means to come back into the heart space um, as the true journey home, as the true quest of the beloved. So what do you think, let me just deviate for just a second here. Um, what do you think really, I mean, I know you mentioned, um, you know, we, we all go through, for lack of a better way to say it, you know, traumas and um, events in our childhood that kind of, you know, shape our maybe they don't really shape our limiting beliefs, but they, they, they give us something that we have to work with, right. We have to work with as we, as we grow. Right. So I'm just curious. I'm just curious to hear your perspective. You know, why do you think so many people find themselves in a position where they just, they, they think and believe that they just can't get anywhere, that they can't move along. They can't, they, they, they believe they won't really find their purpose or it hasn't found me yet. So mm. what makes me think I can find it now? Why do you think so many people live in that space? Mm. In that space of feeling stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I term our early childhood dynamics as this treasure map. And it is a treasure map because within it contains the core aspects that we've come into this life to bring healing to, to bring awareness, to bring understanding uh, to ourselves and our personal journey. Mm -hmm. A big focus of my work is on DNA or ancestral Mm -hmm. healing, because Mm -hmm. all of the experiences that we have ever had in our lives from the moment of conception are held within our cellular consciousness. Uh-huh. Right. And this is a really big piece because when we start to unwind or unravel, like, why am I stuck? Why can't I find my purpose? Why don't I understand? Why am I still feeling this pain? Why do I keep repeating these same patterns of dysfunction mm-hmm. in relationships and finances and all of these aspects of our creative self-expression? We always come back to the early childhood treasure map and not only the experiences that we've had to date, but all of those experiences that were imprinted Mm -hmm. in our early childhood homes and how um, we've, we've begun to model our understanding of life, of love, of relationship through those primary experiences. Uh So when we look back to our childhoods and say, well, 
with within my family dynamics, my mom and dad are primary caregivers. These were the patterns of how they showed up in life in terms of their own self-care, in terms Uh of the way that they expressed love with each other or Mm -hmm. did not, the way that they communicated with others. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to, you know, our own childhood experience of of receiving our parents. Uh So when we think about ancestral or lineage level, we're, we're also the embodiment of all of those experiences that both our mothers and our fathers have had. Mm-hmm. Right. That's held in our yeah, DNA. We, we tend to borrow. So those, let, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. I just had a thought, but go ahead. Sure. So I was just going to say, we carry over those belief systems, mm-hmm. those, those emotional patterns, those ways of being in life with ourselves and with all of those that we come into relationship with. Yeah. So I love, I loved where you started to go in with borrowing that because it's true. Yeah. Right. We carry right. that within us. Right. Yeah, and I, that that's literally what I was just going to say is that I feel like, well, I don't feel like I know it. Um, and you just confirmed that is that, you know, we do borrow belief systems from people that we're around as children, you know, our moms, dads, our grandparents, you know, aunts yeah. and uncles, whatever, you know, and that's why I think as we grow older and we develop, you know, we recognize, we, we find that we have a belief, we think we have a belief system about something, we're introduced to looking at it a new way. And I think our gut check reaction is, well, that's not true. Well, you know, how do you know that's true? Well, and I'll give you an example. It's like, you know, I grew up, my dad lost his father when he was 13 and basically Mm -hmm. had to go to work then, you know, to help his brother and my two aunts. And so, so that their mother would not lose their house. And, um, and my grandmother actually had to go back to work. And so, um, so one mm. of the expressions that my my siblings and I used to hear a lot growing up was that money doesn't grow on trees, right? You know, you can't. Oh, yeah. Right? And I mean, you know, this is why I think so many people have such charged feelings and beliefs about money, right? And look, I'm not saying Absolutely. that as, and I'm not saying as, a, as an adult, I've deviated from that, but I think we do, that was definitely a belief system that my parents had, you know? And so as growing, as I've become an adult and a business owner, I mean, like you, I've been an entrepreneur for close to 25 years. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I've definitely had to shift my belief system a little bit about around money, as far as growth, personal investment, you know, what needs to, you know, what needs to be prioritized and that type of thing. And I think it really, and of course, as you know, as an entrepreneur, we literally have to create from what we don't see. That's really where all of our power yes. is. And if we allow yeah. ourselves to continually say, well, I can't do that because I don't have the money in the bank. It's like, you know, I think we can be responsible about it, but we have to find a belief system and thought process that really aligns with our future. And to your point, you know, what we believe our purpose is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we have to be in the curiosity Of our belief systems and our patterns, because that's where we go. Oh, wait, is this true? I have to work hard to justify my work. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. This was a a very pronounced uh, belief system in my family. My father grew up in the depression. Yeah. Um, they were very, very poor. He worked from a young age on the railroad Mm -hmm. and worked hard his entire life until he was well in his eighties, because that is what he knew. So the justification for who you are, you know, working hard, even if it's for crumbs, well, Mm -hmm. your justification is your worth. 
yeah. your worth is tied yes. into yeah. how hard you work. Now, of course, from from this perspective, um, at this stage in my life, I can look back to see how I really took on that belief system and how mm-hmm. it modeled much of my early career, yeah. where I emphasize working from a more masculine area, you know, it was great. I was excited. If I could work like 14 hours a day, I felt amazing. Yeah, totally. I didn't physically feel amazing. I was exhausted. No, I'm right there with you. I did the same thing. Reserves. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is how we carry belief systems from the past. Mm -hmm. And until we get curious about it, bring our awareness there, Mm -hmm. how do we understand where they came from? And if we don't understand where they came from, we certainly cannot change them. Right. And so even just the, the invitation of curiosity to go, oh, wow, now I can see that that is not valid at all. My yeah. worth isn't justified by how hard I work. I was just going to say, we can even say, you know, even though this is what I believe to be true before, I now know that, you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is, because I think we have to, there's mm-hmm. a fine line there. We have to be very careful with ourselves that we don't, you know, say, well, I shouldn't have done that without, you know, because then we, then that energy holds us back too. You know, it's that, um, I don't, I won't yeah. really call it forgiving ourselves, but it's, we tend to be really hard on ourselves. And so it's so know, true. Right. So and then, true. you know, I think depending on our upbringing and what we're doing, you know, we want, you know, I think it's a basic human need that we all want to be recognized for what we do. We all want to feel secure. We want to feel like we're valuable and we want, we don't want to look like mm-hmm. we don't know what we're doing, you know, around people. So I think yeah. we have to be really careful how we address that with ourselves. So I've got a cool invitation for you. Ever since the pandemic turned the health and fitness and wellness industry on its collective head, what I'm feeling called to do now is to help health and fitness entrepreneurs build and innovate and grow in their businesses. And I've opened up a brand new community on Facebook, and I would love for you to come over and join me there. So if you are a business owner, if you are working on a brand new idea, if you're developing a new product, or if you're feeling called to serve at a higher level within the health and fitness and wellness space in the collective, I want to invite you to come over and join me there. Join me over in my Innovate and Grow for fitness and wellness professionals in the coaching space on Facebook. I would love to have you there. We've got lots of really fun things going on in there. I've got my weekly live show that I do every Wednesday at noon where I give away real informative business tips, the real stuff, folks. This isn't just some cheesy sales strategy. Come over and join me and innovate and grow for fitness and health wellness entrepreneurs on Facebook so that you don't miss any of the action. I will see you there. Absolutely. I think that for me, I've come to this place of understanding in mm-hmm. not only my personal journey, but you know, working with so many individuals all around mm-hmm. the world that the truth is every single moment of our lives has brought us perfectly here and now. Yes, absolutely. And that when when we frame our life in that context, we understand that all the power is in this moment. Mm-hmm. We can bless, we can honor, we yep. can accept the entirety of our journey as being perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. We can hold a place of compassion and love for ourselves. Forgiveness is an, an enormous principle. And I 
I believe it to be more of a consciousness than, oh, I need to forgive this person. No, I want to bathe myself in the energy of forgiveness Mm -hmm. and let it find the places within me that are calling out for it as a healing bomb. Yes, absolutely. I could not as a way to reconcile my past to my present right here. Yeah. And I also think that it's a much lighter energy than continually saying, well, that's great, but well, I'm glad I know that now, but kind of thing. That's almost like you're telling yourself, well, I hear you, but you know, and it's like, you know, we don't want to ignore any of that because that's part of, to your point, how we've gotten to where we are. But I think we can do that with grace and love and forgiveness too. Mm, I love, I love that, Allison. Grace is so powerful. Yes. And when we can start to reframe our perspective of our life's journey and say, well, you know, perhaps I've never been a victim. Perhaps Mm -hmm. every single experience I've had, even the ones that have been incredibly arduous, are really blessings, Uh, a life lesson that has Mm -hmm. turned, transmuted, morphed into a blessing because I can see the gift that is within it. Because all adversity carries a gift. That's right. That's right. There are no failures. They're just learnings, right? Exactly. And so when we can say, oh, well, this is really such a blessing. Now we can receive the wisdom. Yeah. Right. We can be bathed in the grace of the experience. And then what happens? Life force within us unlocks. Yes. You know, talk about energy healing. The purpose of the energy healing is to open our flow Mm -hmm. of life force, open the flow of life force where we have been holding on to the trauma of the past, where we've been holding on to the unresolved emotion and setting it free because we are setting ourselves free. Yes. I totally hear you. And I think since obviously this show is all about self-care, there's really not a better way to practice self-care than to, you know, treat ourselves with grace, love, and compassion. It's yes, absolutely. You know, it's one of those things where we can do all of the right physical things, right? Yes, right. We can do the sauna and the nutrition right. Right. and the body work and, and, right. the, and the, the spiritual connection and, that, right. and the, right. the mani pedi yeah. and the, right. I'll get the yeah, I hear you. Stuff. But if we, if we are ignoring the inner work of what I call the love code, and this is part of the program that I've just launched uh-huh. called the love frequency, where it has these very clear principles and practices of release, forgiveness, mm-hmm. gratitude, mm-hmm. faith, trust, and surrender mm-hmm. as the true self work, right? Mm-hmm. As that yes. self love and care for yes. our inner that is craving it. Mm-hmm. As much, or if not more, than our outer expression of who yes. we are in the world. Yes, could not agree with you more. I just think that's it's just so spot on with the state of the world today and where we've been for the last three years that we just need yeah. to keep saying this over and over again in as loving and kind a way as possible. But at the same time, you know, holding people's feet to the fire because you know we deserve to live the best life that we can. Exactly. That is the grand design yes. for the human experience. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it the journey is primarily a journey of the inner. Yes. Because it is through that and through that greater understanding of our true nature, right? Our divine 
authentic connection and that we are not only created from love, but that we are love and that our love for ourselves first can heal and transform and create anything in our lives. Yeah. Well, and I also think too, in our day-to-day life, I think a good question that we can all ask ourselves when we're faced with this moment of, okay, I'm recognizing this isn't working for me anymore, or I recognize that maybe I believe that in the past, but I'm willing to be open to something else now. I think a good question we can always ask ourselves is what would love do? Mm, yeah. It's such a beautiful one, isn't it? And yeah. really begs pause. Yeah. Right? To ask that question, we must sit in the silence because if we're really going to allow that inner connection with love, that space within us to open up, it is sacred. Absolutely. And we can be curious, but at the same time, we can be somewhat choosy too. But knowing that we we ultimately have the most freedom because that's our free will. We have the power that we can decide. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's such a it's such a gift in that way. And mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, I well, often share this this principle that I believe the misnomer is that we are these physical beings that are mm-hmm. constantly looking to prove a mm-hmm. spiritual connection, mm-hmm. something beyond the tangible. Mm-hmm. Um, and and ultimately uh, believe that we are these vast spiritual beings that have chosen the limitation of this physical container Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we call our bodies to come and learn how to master not only our minds, but our hearts, our souls, our personality Mm -hmm. aspects Mm -hmm. to learn how to create life beyond limitation. Mm -hmm. Yes. And once we understand that we are, living a life, a co-creational life, because everything in life is creation, everything in creation is co-creation, then we realize that we're not alone. Yes. And if we're not alone, then we're ultimately, we're not victims. Yes. Right? Yes. We, We do have free will, which means we are required to ask for help, to ask mm-hmm. for our benevolent allies, mm-hmm. both the physical and non-physical Right. right, spiritual right. forces that surround us in each <clears throat> mm-hmm. and every moment. We must invite their presence because of our free will. But when we do, we start to see, wow, this is such a different life than I had thought. Yes, yes. I'm really not alone. Yes. I'm capable of so much more than I've ever been told. Yes. I've ever believed to be true. Yes. And we just, we have to remember that we must keep thinking like that, you know, and that all of our power really lies yeah. in what we don't see. We put so much emphasis on yeah. what we see, what we feel, what we can taste, the language that we use, because those we use our senses to do that. But our real power is in what we don't see. So beautiful. Well yeah. said. Yeah. So let's say someone out there's listening. I mean, there are plenty of people listening to this, but let's say somebody's taking this in and they're just, they're like, you know, I am, I am all over this for lack of a better way to say it. Right. But Mm -hmm. maybe they just don't quite know where to begin today. What would you tell them? I would say come to our website at the soulinstitute.co and download the free ebook called the Adora Frequency, Mm -hmm. which talks all about these principles we've just been discussing on self-love, self-care, 
but in the way of release and forgiveness and gratitude Mm -hmm. and what it means to use some very simple, practical um, tools to be able to shift your mindset in the moment. And that's free. And, and I invite all of your listeners to join our quantum community and this beautiful vision to activate and elevate over 25 million individuals to embody Mm-hmm. their sole purpose and thrive all over this beautiful planet, mm-hmm. right? Where we become this web of light and love together. Yes. So that's soulinstitute.co. Is that correct? Yes. The okay. soulinstitute.co. Yes. The soulinstitute.co. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. I just want to make sure that that we had that right for the, for the show notes so that people can, People listening can go to the show notes and find that link and take advantage of that amazing free gift. Is this primarily where people can find you then? Yes, it sure is. And we have a whole host of wonderful free uh, ways to connect uh, on the website, including our alchemy library with essential oil, crystal meditation, alchemy to inspire and empower um, your path. Uh, mm-hmm. self-mastery because it is unique to you. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we have also weekly and monthly meditations that I lead that are free for your listeners to join wherever they are in the, we- the world. Okay. And so all of that information is available on the Soul Institute's website. Um, and I, I look forward to connecting with all of your listeners. Yes, that would be fabulous. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. My pleasure, Allison. Thank you. Absolutely. So folks out there listening that want to connect with Adora, please find her link in the show notes. You'll find her website there, as well as the amazing little free ebook that she was discussing. Take advantage of that. Um, It sounds amazing. I'm sure it's just packed full of all kinds of good stuff. So um, make sure that you take advantage of that. And before we sign off, I just want to, again, I all you know, I, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know, I always sign off with gratitude because I believe that that's just absolutely so important. Um, and I know I wouldn't still be here doing this show if it weren't for all of you. So just know every single week how incredibly grateful and thankful I am for every single one of you that listens, that downloads an episode, that shares it with a friend or a family member, or somebody that you think needs to hear it. Um, and tells a friend to make sure that you check it out because this is how we spread our movement. This is how we spread light and love throughout the world. And we continue to be the front runner, the top podcast to talk about the things that we talk about here in this space. And I know, no, I could not do it without you. We reach more people every single week. And that is my goal. This is Allison Kaczkowski with the ultimate journey of self-care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one. 